Hey, hello and welcome. David Baker. Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast. And um, this is our traditional Wednesday where we have changed it to Wisdom for Our Country. And uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been a bum. I've been backslidden. I'm just lazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, clip that out, send that around. So, uh, just kidding. Um, I had a cold a couple weeks ago, and boy, got behind on things. And then uh, there's been so much going on with uh, life and ministry and family and uh, and church camp and uh, and uh, this um, running for office. So um, I did not get the Wednesday ones done the last couple weeks. And um, anyway, I'm going to try to get back on schedule with that. So uh, when we left off, and if you want to go back, you can go back and listen to that. But we're talking about preachers being involved in politics, okay? Preachers being involved in politics and what we talked about was, um, um, and I read and talked about how that, uh, um, I read before I was running what it was. So people didn't think I was changing it, uh, now that I am running. And so I wanted to be consistent in that. And I believe that we, uh, have been and were. And so we talked about it. Should preachers be involved in politics? Absolutely. Cause politics is life. Okay. The things in politics, that, uh, affect our life. We are to preach the word instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Um, the the Bible is inspired and uh, it is given for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Okay, so it's given to all of us that we need to do, and so. Um, so, yes, we're supposed to be involved in it because it's, it's life. So we said, should a pastor run for office? I believe that should be left up to the pastor and God. We talked about that. Uh, should a pastor preach political issues or just stay out of politics and preach the Bible? And that's what we're talking about, that um, politic issues are life issues and, and they're Bible issues. You can't rightly divide the word of truth if it applies to our life, but oh no, that would be political, so we're not going to preach that. Okay, uh, the things that apply to our life, we're supposed to preach. So pastors should preach against abortion. Um, yes, it's life. Okay, it's the most important uh, thing of a child being born or being murdered. How do you get any bigger than that? And so, yes, pastors should preach against um, uh, the homosexual lifestyle that's being pushed in our schools and in our in our life. It's sin, just like uh, other sins. Oh no, we don't want to preach on that one because that one might be political. Sin is sin, whether it's political or not. It should be preached on. Transgenderism, absolutely, uh, we should be preaching on that. So, I love all people and how to and how and and try to help everyone. Um, if people are hurting and confused and struggling with same-sex attraction, I want to help them to understand uh, what God says about it, that God loves them and wants to help them with the need that they have. And so, but pushing homosexuality and transgenderism in our schools and grade schools and school libraries and giving kids hormones to stop their development and having transgender restrooms and uh, transgender locker rooms are wrong. It's just wrong to have a guy walking around in a girl's locker room, uh, taking showers when he is a, a male and they are females, uh, and that, that's wrong. It shouldn't happen. Yes, we should be preaching against that. Yes, we should preach against debt, the financial principles. God taught that the, uh, the debtor would be servant to the lender. God taught his children we should be the lenders and not the borrowers. And so uh, we should preach that um, we should be able to protect ourselves. Jesus even said in Luke 22, 36, if you don't have a sword, sell your garment and buy one. All these are biblical principles. Oh, no, that's politics. They're Bible. 
pastor should preach against all the sins going on in our nation and being done by our nation. Uh, look at the prophets in the Bible. Look at the preachers in the Bible. They cried aloud against the leaders, the kings, um, the people uh, that were doing wrong and preached against that. Okay, From the sodomites uh, to the idol worshipers to all of those things. Oh, I don't want to get into that. That's political. Uh, no, it's life and as preachers, we're going to stand before God one day and give an account uh, to what we did, what we said, and what we didn't, what we left out. So uh, preach on those subjects, and all you have to do is just read the party platform and see which one lines up closest with the Bible. Now, this is a lot of people disagree with this, but okay, let's see. We preach against sin, and now is what do we do with it? Oh, we just preach against it and say amen. Or what do we do, okay? Um, anything in the Bible that God preached, there's something always he wanted us to do about that. And so um, so what do we do? Okay, so here's an example of the platforms. I'm going to read them without putting the names in, okay? And then you tell me without knowing the names, which one is closer to God in the Bible. All right, this party strongly and equivocally supports Roe versus Wade and a woman's right to make a decision regarding her pregnancy, including a safe and legal abortion, regardless of the ability to pay. We oppose any and all efforts to weaken and undermine that right. Abortion is an intensely personal decision between a woman, her family, her doctor, her clergy. There's no place for politicians or government to get in the way. Okay, that's one party's platform. Another one, without giving the name, it says, we believe the unborn child has a fundamental right to life. We support a human amendment to the Constitution. We endorse legislation in support of the 14th Amendment's protection applying to an unborn child. Our purpose is to have legislative and judicial protection of that right against those who perform abortions. We oppose using public revenues for abortion. We'll not fund organizations which advocate it. We support the appointment of judges who respect the sanctity of innocent human life. Okay, so... It, is that pretty clear? Which one lines closer to the Bible? One is protecting life. The other is we can kill life and have people pay for it that don't believe in it. When it says regardless of the ability to pay, that means the government's going to pay for it. That means we're going to pay for it. Okay. So of course, the first one is a democratic platform that supports Roe versus Wade and a woman to make the decision to kill her baby. And the Republican platform says a child has a fundamental right to life. It's, they support a human amendment to the Constitution, okay? Which one lines closer to the Bible? By the way, that issue, if they're wrong on that, they have no moral foundation. How in the world could they be trusted for anything if they believe in that? Um, all right, here's another one. So this is uh, um, gay LGBTQ, okay? Without using the names, which platform is closer to the Bible? We believe that traditional two-parent, one male and one female, marriage-based families are the foundation to a stable, enduring, and healthy civilization. Therefore, public policy must always be pro-family in nature, encouraging marital and family commitment and support the parental rights and responsibilities. We encourage the repeal of any laws allowing marriage that is not between one natural man and one natural woman. Hmm. Okay, that's somebody's platform, <clears throat> a political platform. Here's another one. We will fight to enact the Equality Act and outlaw discrimination against LGBTQ plus people in housing, 
public accommodations, access to credit, education, jury service, and federal programs. We will work to ensure LGBTQ plus people are not discriminated against when seeking to adopt or foster children, protect LGBTQ plus children from bullying and assault, and guarantee transgender students access to facilities based on their gender identity. Okay? By the way, I don't think we should uh, hurt, abuse, bully uh, anyone, no matter what their lifestyle, background, or nature is. Okay? I don't believe we should do that. And I don't believe the other party is saying that we should. Uh, but everything else in there, it seems just wrong. You can have access to facilities based on your gender identity. Oh, today I feel like a girl. I'm going to go in the girls' restroom and the girls' shower. I'm going to take a shower with the girls today. Oh, the next day, you know, I feel like a boy today because I'm non-binary. I, I, it's fluid. You know, my, my gender is fluid. So it depends how I feel that day and what I am. And you can't discriminate against me for that. That's what they're saying. Okay. The, the uh, second one that supports that is the Democrat platform. Uh, the one that says traditional two-parent, one male, one female, is the Republican platform. Which one is closer to a Bible preference, okay? Which one is closer to a, a Bible, um, a Bible um, belief, okay? And so pastors should preach on every topic that will affect our lives, our family, our churches, our country. Um, they should expose to their congregation the beliefs of the political parties, and what those political parties will be seeking to legislate. Pastors that are afraid um, to do that because they might lose church members and givers, we should care more about our country than what people think and how it affects our financial bottom line. Okay, listen carefully. To totally stay out of politics is, the not, to is not to preach the whole counsel of God. You hear that? To stay out of politics is to not preach the whole counsel of God. Biblical examples, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob started a nation and were in charge of it. Moses, Joshua, David, all the other judges and kings were in charge of a nation, okay? They were in charge of a nation. So uh, uh, to be able to say, oh yeah, we're not supposed to uh, be a part of that. Really? How in the world do you get that? Uh, you don't get that, again, by looking at the Bible preferences. Uh, Daniel and Joseph were second in charge of worldly nations. Um, John the Baptist spoke up and said something about political leaders in his day. Um, oh, well, they, they took his head. Okay, was he not supposed to do that? Jesus met with political leaders before he was crucified. Paul met with political leaders and appealed to Caesar. Okay, that's the president, bigger than that, emperor. Uh, I'm not saying all these ran for public office, but they didn't shy away from being involved in their nation and what was going on at that time. And hundreds of other prophets and preachers and priests um, to be involved. So much of the government's role, uh, the Christian's role in government in Bible days cannot be compared because they didn't live in a constitutional republic where they could vote for their leaders, but they were still involved in their nation. Okay, the worst thing pastors can do for their country and people is to think that they should not be involved. You don't have to publicly endorse a candidate, uh, but according to our Constitution, they can. The IRS threatens to take away tax exempt status from a church if they if a pastor endorses a candidate or preaches against the wrongs of of being the, being done in government and his official role as pastor. But there are hundreds of pastors that do it every year in defiance of the IRS. They dare the IRS to take away their tax exempt status based upon this because they want to take the issue to the Supreme Court and prove it is unconstitutional. By doing that, they can take the threat away and embolden pastors and churches. 
okay? There are pastors every year, they record themselves endorsing a candidate, and then they send it to the IRS and say, please sue us. Because they know if it got to the Supreme Court based on the Constitution, you cannot take that away, okay? You cannot. So um, the IRS and those who control it do not want pastors to have the influence to influence our congregation to vote for people who will take a stand and do what's right um, and against those who will do wrong. And they don't want it. They'll threaten it to get people not to do it, but they won't actually do it because they know if it got to the Supreme Court under constitutional means, it would uh, it would end. And so, um, but Christians and pastors should be involved. Preachers don't want to offend the givers, um, but they don't care about offending God. Not all preachers are that way, but many are. Listen, if yours won't stand up and preach those issues, then fire him. Get someone who has a backbone and believes the Bible and isn't afraid to fight. If you can't fire him, find another church with a pastor who will take a stand against doing wrong. The only thing necessary for the tribe of evil is that good men do nothing. Well, uh, but you say, um, we're supposed to uh, obey the laws of the land. And uh, Romans 13 um, says, you know, that we're to obey the uh, laws of the land. So whatever the authorities say, then that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, is, is that right? That is a great question. And we will talk about that next time. Okay. So uh, we're going to pick up there. And uh, it's interesting. And uh, what Romans 13 says, what we're to do, what we're not supposed to do. So we'll pick up there next time talking about our country. Okay. Talking about wisdom for our country. And we definitely need it. All right. God bless you. Take care and have a great one. Thanks.